morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Monday morning. We've got your NBA action covered from this weekend. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Nitsan Blovstein. Yeah, that's right, your government name, Nitz. Uh, Rob Lopez reading the nominees. Reminder, end of this week, Boston Live Show at the Middle East, Saturday, March 2nd, after the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. We still have some straggler tickets available. Uh, you want to come get those. You want to you see Pablo Torre. You want to see Henry Abbott. we got a lot of good guests. we got a lot of good segments mapped out. Make the trip from New York City if you have to. Make the trip from... All of those other places that surround Boston, Delaware, Rhode Island. Are you a Rhode Islander? Uh, come, come through. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, the Wolves are heading to Fire Festival. LeBron James doesn't feel the urgency, and Draymond Green is noticeably hurt unless you're Steve Kerr. But first, Nuggets versus Clippers. It could be a first-round series preview, and if that's the case, Nitz, I don't know that it's going to be a good one because big game of the night, or I guess of the day, Nuggets 123, Clippers 96 in Denver. Denver blew this thing wide open in the third quarter. Laffer in the second half. Nikola Jokic, 22 points, 16 rebounds, 3 assists. Paul Millsap nearly matched that production with 21 points, 16 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Gary Harris is back. He had 14 points off the bench. Monty Morris had 12 points, 5 assists off the bench. Isaiah Thomas, 10 points on just 3 of 11 shooting. For the Clippers, Danilo Gallinari led all the Clippers starters with 19 points. No one else really scored from the starting lineup. Lou Williams had 24 off the bench. The Clippers, 34.5% from the field, 3 of 21 from deep, uh, just not a good shooting performance from them. And a sloppy game, 40 combined turnovers, so 23 of them coming from Denver. Nits, if this becomes a first-round series, and I really think this will end up being the 2-7 uh, series once we get to the West playoffs, is there any way that the Clippers can avoid this being a sweep? Totally. I think that the Clippers can absolutely hold their own against the Nuggets. I don't think tonight was a great showing of what the series might look like. I mean, there's not much you could do when you're shooting three of 21 from deep. And they were like, oh, 12 from three to in the first half, I think. But then again, in the first half, they actually cared and they held them to two offensive rebounds. They didn't give them a lot of those second chance opportunities. And they were within eight. And in the third, they absolutely stopped caring. They had I I think they gave the Nuggets like eight offensive rebounds in that quarter. And Denver just totally ran away with it, which. I don't think that the Clippers are going to give that kind of lackluster effort in the playoffs, or at least I hope they don't. And I also don't think they're going to get another opportunity, though, from the Nuggets having 23 turnovers and not capitalizing on even like a small amount of those. It was just a bad effort showing from the Clippers, but I definitely don't think that they'll be swept by the Nuggets. Yeah, I think that's a great point on the turnovers. Uh, 23 turnovers for the Nuggets, 17 points off those turnovers. you got to have at least a one-to-one ratio if you're any team, really. And then on the other side of that, Clippers turned it over 17 times. Nuggets scored 26 points off those. That's more of the ratio you want to see. Um, and yeah, like probably not going to go three of 21 uh, from three-point range every time in the playoffs. And, and it's tough to play in Denver the way that the Clippers had to once they get back to L.A. If this is a 2-7 series, um, you can see them put up much more of an effort. I think I was more concerned with um, just the way the backcourt played for for the Clippers. Patrick Beverly's been really good as of late. He took one shot in this game, really didn't do a whole lot. Shea Gilgis-Alexander Gilgis went 0 for 9. Um, you know, just about, even Lou Williams didn't shoot that well. He was 6 of 15 from the field, but did get to the free throw line 11 times. It's the depth of of Denver. And and here's another thing that's, is that Denver's defense the last month, month and a half has been really poor. I want to say they're like 23rd, 24th in defensive rating during that stretch. Um, but when you help them out by just missing wide open shot after wide open shot, shot then that defense looks a little bit better that offense clicks a little bit more and they just get on top of you yeah there's not much to say again when your best guys can't hit a single shot right like it doesn't matter how bad the Denver Nuggets defense is when Clippers literally just can't hit anything yeah I I don't think that we need to give any 
no offense to Denver. I don't think we need to give any credit to their defense here. Um, again, like I don't think there's much to take away from this game other than the Clippers better give a little bit more of an effort if they want to make it to that seventh seed. This was just, they could have, they could have come back in this game. And I think that's what I was most disappointed by is yeah. they just didn't care. And you're clinging on to whatever seed you are right now. You're clinging off to that playoff run. You're not that many games ahead of guys like the Lakers, the Kings, you could be battling the Spurs for that last playoff spot. And if you have nights like tonight where you're within single digits going into the second half and then you just let you just it go. Went to bed. Yeah. You just went, yeah. I mean, they just couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, right now they're tied with the Spurs record wise Spurs are in the seven seed Clippers in the eight seed uh, Kings are a game back. With the, yeah. The that's a, yeah. That's after tonight. Um, Kings are a game back you know, Lakers as bad as they've been only three games back. So uh, definitely not one. The Clippers wanted to drop, but I do think they're going to go on a, go on a streak uh, at some point and secure that seven spot. And, and it's going to be, you know, Spurs, Kings, Lakers battling it out. Hey guys, you can join us all the time for the back-to-back challenge on FanDuel. You go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. You sign up, you put five bucks in your account. FanDuel is going to put five bucks in your account. Then you can play with B2B listeners. And every single Wednesday, if you win that Wednesday contest, you get to come on the Friday mailbag. You get to talk to me, talk to Nitz, ask us questions, answer questions. Jade doesn't know how to kick people off. We had Rich Guns, who's won like 13 out of 15 times or something ridiculous like that. He joined us on the last mailbag. You can join us on the next mailbag by going to FanDuel.com slash B2B. Put money in, get money, play with us. Earn yourself a spot on the mailbag. All right, let's get into the news from the weekend. First and foremost, the Lakers remain a mess. They remain a mess after losing to the Pelicans without Anthony Davis, which I actually think is a good move for the Pelicans. They seem to play a lot better and a lot harder because they don't like him anymore. But without Anthony Davis, they go out and put it on the Lakers this weekend. LeBron James comes out and says afterwards uh, that there is no real sense of urgency. Here's the quote from him. Uh, How many know what's at stake if you've never been there? I'm playing devil's advocate. You know, it's kind of a fine line when you talk about that, because when you've never been there or know what it takes to actually shoot for something like that, sometimes you're afraid to get uncomfortable. So you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I'm not saying that's what we are as a whole. It kind of looks that way at times that sometimes we're afraid to be uncomfortable and kind of get out of your comfort zone and kind of, you know, have that sense of urgency from the jump and not be afraid to go out and fail to succeed. So, I mean, what, ha- what do we have? 23 games left? We'll see what happens. Here's what I'm saying. It's the Lakers are not making the playoffs. I, for, for all this time, I've, I've held out and been like, come on, I'm, I'm going to pick LeBron because it's LeBron. I did it with the Cavs last year. I'm just picking LeBron to make it because it's LeBron. And I know the team's not very good, but I'm looking at the lay of the land. I'm looking at the schedules the rest of the way. I'm looking at the way the Lakers respond to each other. They're not making the playoffs. It's over. Yo, I really don't want to say the Lakers aren't making the playoffs on a recorded. Do it, do it, do it. What's the worst that happens? They play it against us? You know how much stupid stuff I've said on podcasts that they can play against me? Join me. Oh, I know. Jump in. Jump in the ocean. I love saying stupid things. I, however, like making smart comments. The moral of that story is, no, I actually, I, I kind of agree with you. I do think that the Lakers could not make the playoffs, and it's been realistic for a while. I think looking at their schedule, they're, schedule to end the stretch has been tough for a minute and they are not responding well. And I think comments like this don't help things that I've heard from people around the organization has just been that the guys are still mad about what's happening. They all, maybe some things I shouldn't be saying, so I'm going to cut myself right there. Guys are still mad about everything that's happening. And then you get comments like this. I think there's value in saying that maybe it will inspire some of the young guys to really go out there and give more effort, but the young guys are giving you their maximum effort. 
LeBron, like you signed with a bunch of young guys that haven't ever proven themselves as being able to make it to the playoffs. You know, you got young guys like on the Celtics and you got young guys like on the Lakers that were not that great. I know that Lakers fans don't like to admit that, but they're not the next coming of anything with an organization that doesn't develop them well. And then that's it. Like that's, that's where you're at. And you're in the West, you're in the Western conference where everything comes down to like a game or two. I, I didn't think he was going to go down for 17 games or whatever that was, but yeah, I don't know. I just, all of this, all of this anger from LeBron is fine. If I thought that he really was coming here and thought that he was going to win, but come on, man, you knew what what you were signing with. What he thought is they were going to make trades. That's what it is. Cause that's what happened in Cleveland. And he thought they were going to come in and make trades. And when they weren't able to do it, I like, I don't think his leadership style and some people say he's not a leader. He is a leader. He, you know, he has leadership tactics that I don't necessarily agree with all the time. And so, and same with his teammates, but he's still a leader and, and it is on guys to kind of fall in line because it's going to be his way or the highway. But you got a bunch of young guys who are like, nah, you tried to trade us. Like we're, we're, we're not having this. And I think the worst timing of it all is it all happened. They all go to the all-star break. And instead of like, instead of going into the all-star break and be able to reflect and maybe take some ownership of it, you go around your friends, you go around your family and the whole time they're like, man, you're better than that. You don't deserve that treatment. Like it was the worst timing of it to happen this way because they all went around, you know, their people, their camp, their fa- friends, their family, whatever, right. and just got a bunch of yes, man, you know, opportunities for them instead of getting the truth of like, you know what, that sucks, but you're gonna have to man up and, and play, play better. And I, and I, I'm not saying that absolves LeBron, LeBron's still got to be a better leader, but it just could not have been a worse storm for this team to deal with. Right. And I think not only LeBron didn't handle it well, magic didn't handle it well. So now you got, you got a bunch of guys that feel like, okay, you were just going to trade me. They don't want to go out there and win with you. And you know what? I can't speak for them, obviously, but it doesn't seem like any of them want to go out there and win these basketball games. Uh, these are winnable basketball games when you yeah. have LeBron James on your team. And the Lakers are not bad. It's not LeBron on the magic. Shout out to some magic slander. <laughs> there's, good, <laughs> there's good guys around him. I think this is, and again, it's like you said, LeBron is definitely a leader and you should fall in line behind LeBron. But I think he's in a situation right right now where guys are not responding well to whatever leadership tactics he's using. I don't think this quote is going to make them go on some crazy run. I don't think LeBron has that. I honestly honestly think it's going to, it's going to, it's going to take an apology. I think it's going to take an apology and it, and it's probably too late for that at this point, but it's going to be, it's going to take an apology of like, yo, my bad. I want a notes app apology from LeBron James. I want to tweet it. Oh man. Just All anything, right. just super classic. And I want it tweeted out by like clutch sports or something. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to my favorite story of the weekend, Draymond Green hurt his ankle. Uh, it happened in the fourth quarter of the loss of the Rockets, 118-112 loss um, when he stepped on DeMarcus Cousins' foot. It actually didn't look that bad, but he w- he crumpled to the ground. Um, Steve Kerr and Rod Adams didn't notice it at first. And then once they did, Steve Kerr was like, hey, what happened? And Rod Adams was just uh, just still you know, expressionless face. And, uh, it, it's believed to not be serious. I think he's going to be okay. Kevin Durant basically said that they just need him back for the playoffs. Uh, are you worried about Draymond at all? No, I'm not. He's there was good. nothing out of that. The best thing we got out of that is a meme of Steve Kerr and Ron Adams, literally just not noticing this man. And it, he's right like at in their pain. Feet, <laughs> at their feet. I mean, there's so him screaming at this point that they probably didn't even register. That's just too funny. What I'm trying to understand, though, is why Kevin Durant had that salty comment at the end. Yeah, man. All we care about is the playoffs. You're not getting rings in February. You're also first seed right now. 
So clearly they care about a little bit more than the playoffs to have gotten that far in the regular season. Come on. I don't know. Draymond must've written something he didn't like. Uh, and then the best story of the weekend, <laughs> Ja rule has cursed the Minnesota Timberwolves in 2019. Uh, after a hilarious halftime show in which Ja rules DJ, I think his name is DJ Sanchez. I know his name is Sanchez. He couldn't get things started. Uh, he, he was, this is nineties night for a bucks game. <laughs> and he's comes out and basically says, uh, you know, I, I'm not an, I'm not a nineties artist. I'm a two thousands artist, but I guess my album did come out in 1999. Shout out to Vinny, Vetti Vici. Uh, it's my favorite album of Ja Rule. It's also the only one I really know. Uh, oh my God. But, I didn't even speak English when this was happening. That's how irrelevant this is. I know that's how funny, that's how irre- <laughs> but, uh, but Rob, we got the sound right here. They said this is nineties night. So they brought out a 2000 artist. <laughs> but my album came out in 99, so I guess that counts. Sanchez, we ready? One second. I'm loading up. They get it, give me time to load up. Are we ready? I guess not. So after, I mean, that's just, I love it when he's trying to, he's trying to say like, oh, are we ready? And you can hear Sanchez in the background going, they didn't give me time to load up. I got, I still got to load up. Like he's trying to load his computer to play music. <laughs> I just love this so much. And it gets better, Nitz. It gets better. The Wolves then tweeted out a picture of Ja Rule performing and said, we too were hustled, scam, bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray. And Ja Rule quote tweeted that. This is the dumbest story of all time. <laughs> tweeted that and then in his worst little be the base god impression says you just jinx yourself talking to the god this way you're cursed now three exclamation points you won't win a champion for the next 30 years and cat is leaving three exclamation points apologize and i'll lift the curse three exclamation points kissy face with the heart emoji kiss of death dot 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 here's my thing you don't curse the wolves they've cursed themselves it's you don't go up to a cemetery, walk to the grave of someone, and then yell at the grave, I hope you die. That's Dude, what he just did. He told them they're not going to win a championship for the next 30 years. Like, that was going to be any different without like, the like, job rule curse thought, of like, like, you know what? I think this Wolves team's going to win a championship. No one thinks <laughs> that ever. But now they're not because Jaw rule quote tweeted them. This is just so sad. All of this is just like, yo – on like a new level of pathetic and cat is leaving. And if you see this tweet and if you haven't seen it yet, please go look it up because so the way that he just uses caps everywhere, yeah. it's just like angry child that messed up his performance. And now it's just mad online. Oh uh, man. Like, Oh, he, so this, uh, this led me to, to try. I was like, man, John rule is short, right? Like he is short. And so it's, I found inaccuracies. Did you look where, up his height? I did. Please tell me so, you looked up his height. It's they get so much better than this, Nitz. Okay, so <laughs> so he tries to claim that he's five nine. There's so many places that list him as five six, but then there are like tweets and quotes from him challenging his listed height. So here are the best ones. Okay, uh, there are four of them. Here's the first one. There's so much false info about me in the media. Like for starters, I'm five nine, not five six. LOL. Then. Oh Google is the most inaccurate bleep ever. LOL. How are they still in business? Three question marks. Anyway, somebody fixed my shit. I'm five, nine, not five, six. Uh, and then there's, wait, wait, wait. Said, then he just, he asked him, how is Google still in business? Yes. Uh, and then he said, I'm five, nine, one seventy. 
uh, little blank with the heart of a lion. Well, he meant heart of a lion. He said heart off a lion. Maybe he cut a lion off a heart. I don't really know. And then my favorite one, uh, bleep it. If y'all insist on me being five, six, that's cool. I'll just stand on my wallet. Three exclamation points. LMAO hashtag short people problems. And then a bunch of emojis. So you just admitted to being five, six. Bro, what did he say? It's not fraud. It's false advertising. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, you know what? Girls are really good at guessing heights of guys because we have to like go on Tinder or Hinge or whatever. And you look for like an item next to them. Dude, you can't hide your height. You're in like there's photos of you everywhere. And you out here questioning Google. He's um, five, six. There's amazing. no way this man is five, my, nine. My five, six in heels at this point. I don't know what to think. <laughs> Probably even shorter, like legit. He's like giving him a little bit. He's giving himself a couple of inches with that five, yeah, six. Oh, man. So sad. All right. And it's two other games on the schedule on Sunday. Magic 113 Raptors 98 in Toronto. No Kawhi Leonard uh, in this one for Toronto, but the Magic are on fire. They've won eight of their last 10 games. Uh, Terrence Ross revenge game engaged 28 points, nine rebounds off the bench in 30 minutes against his old team. Nikola Vucevic with 23 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, one false all-star bid. Jonathan Isaac, 16 points, six rebounds and another nice game for him. Kyle Lowry led the Raptors with 19 points, 10 assists. Uh, Marcus Saul had 16 points, five rebounds, five assists in his first start. Serge Ibaka, 14 off the bench. Pascal Siakam had 10 and 11. Uh, Orlando is a game behind Charlotte for the eight seed. Raptors fall to two games behind the Bucks for the one seed. Um, I don't think it's a bad loss for Toronto to lose to a, a hot magic team without Kawhi, even if it's at home on that matinee game nits. But at the same time, you can't lose the way they did. Like Orlando was in control pretty much the whole game. Yeah, I do actually think it's a bad loss, not necessarily in the standings or anything, but you have Gasol starting and it doesn't look that good. I know that he has like a, he has a decent line with 16 points, five rebounds, five assists, but he looked a little bit confused out there. And some of those first positions just weren't, he just didn't mesh quite yeah, well yet. No, and no yeah. And I mean, the Raptors were playing sloppy as hell at one point and you guys are battling for the first seed. It just. I think it's a little bit inexcusable to play the way that they did. They also tied it up at one point. So they easily could have run away. Like with the Raptors, they can come back at any point. They have the talent. They have the depth. Even with Kawhi out, they have guys that can get you there, especially against a team like the Magic. And then they just let the Magic run away with it and blow them out. I just, I think that to me is the most concerning out of all of this is can the Raptors execute when they need to in the playoffs? And I know that that's all or are you going to have to play Kawhi 42 minutes, right? Like, are you going to have to play, play Kawhi a crazy amount of minutes to make sure you're fine? I guess. But even with that, this has been a Raptors issue for a minute. And with Kawhi Leonard, you have one of the best guys on the floor. With, you know, in the playoffs, that is obviously a significant advantage. Yeah. But Kawhi, even, even when Kawhi is in this team, Toronto still has this issue where they'll get sloppy and they won't execute and they'll lose these games that they absolutely shouldn't. So I think that's the only reason it's a little bit concerning. They should be able to execute without Kawhi in the lineup, in the lineup, no matter what. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of bad losses, bad, bad loss for the Spurs 
today. Knicks 130, Spurs 118 in New York. Uh, Damian Dotson led the Knicks with 27 points. Emmanuel Moutier, Moutier had 19 off the bench. Kevin Knox, 19 points, 10 rebounds. Dennis Smith Jr., 19 points, 13 assists. He went on a tear in the second half. Mitchell Robinson, 15 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks off the bench. DeMar DeRozan had a good game, 32 points, nine rebounds, four assists. Uh, Aldridge had 18. The Spurs shot 25% from deep. Um, just, I, I don't know what to say about this game. Nits. I mean, you watched it. What was your, what was your favorite moment of the Oscars? So my favorite moment of the Oscars, shout out Lady Gaga. Yo, Lady Gaga is everything. I'm just saying. Oh, also Spike Lee. Shout out Spike Lee. There was just so many good moments. What's your favorite moment, man? Um, I really liked, uh, oh man, what's her name? Olivia Coleman. Oh my God. That was so cute. So I love her. She's in the, she, for those who know hot fuzz, she's in the movie hot fuzz. Like she's kind of a comedic actor. She's in the movie lobster. Um, like she, I don't, I don't know that she's known as like a dramatic actress, but she's been in a bunch of stuff and she's hilarious in the movie hot fuzz, which was a Simon Pegg movie, um, right after Shaun of the dead. And so like, I, that's what I know her from. And so to see her like win this, her whole like comedic personality comes out during that, that speech. Like I was just so happy for her. Um, Oh yeah. She was so adorable with the like fake fart noise at one point. She's like crying and telling her kids it's never going to happen again. Right. Yeah, no, she was great. Um, and then, uh, I guess I don't know what's wrong. Like I haven't seen the movie, but a lot of people are mad at the movie green book. I guess there's some historical inaccuracies or something. I don't really, I haven't paid attention to any of it. So I don't know why I just know people are upset. Go watch the Desus and Marrow skit. That's all I've really seen out of it. Well, first of all, I've only seen one movie out of any movies that were talked about today. Shout out to never watching anything. Shout out black Panther, shout out Marvel. Screw the DC universe. Yeah, Uh, but we know black Panther should not have been. Yeah. Black Panther shouldn't have even been in the, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I haven't even seen Into the Spider-Verse, and I know that it's a better movie than Black Panther. Black Panther was a fine movie, and it's a great Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, but it's not It's not a Best Picture nominee. Um, I don't know. Go watch a Desus and Meryl skit on Green Book. It was hilarious okay. and also made me feel like I shouldn't watch it and made me feel like it was one of those, I don't know, just like white people feeling bad, white guilt type shit that like it, it's, a, it's a perfect like. We gonna do win that. at the Oscars movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly what the we Oscars do that. were into. Yep, yeah, we do have a tendency to do that. Yep, I'm, I, I, I believe it. <laughs> All right, let's get to the best lines of the weekend. Uh, we got a lot to choose from. I'm not going to read all of them, uh, but Bradley Beal, 46.7 assists, six rebounds, and a loss to Charlotte on Friday. Andre Drummond, 26 points, 21 rebounds, five assists, and a win over Atlanta. Russell Westbrook had that big game against Utah, 45 points, 15 rebounds, eight assists. Paul George had 45 points, nine rebounds, seven assists uh, in that same game over Utah. Had the game winner. Uh, funny, I didn't hear Paul George for MVP stuff when he wet the bed the next game, but he did have a good game on Friday. Uh, Laurie Market in 30. 35 points, 15 rebounds in the win over Boston. Chris Paul, 23.17 assists, has over 9,000 for his career in the win over the Warriors on Saturday. Nitz, where does your line of the weekend go to? Oh, I'm so between Paul George and D'Angelo Russell, mainly because D'Lo like, t- completely took over for that W. But Paul George also had that crazy, beautiful floater to win that, what was it, double OT? Or was yeah. it one OT? It was double yeah, OT double- versus Utah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Paul George. I'm gonna go like the bird box lady and pretend he didn't have a bad game after. And, okay. uh, I'm still Paul George for MVP. Shout okay. out. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, 
he's not better than Giannis this year, but sure. He should, he should win the MVP over the guy who's at the actual MVP. Uh, I'm going to go D'Angelo Russell. That was a great call. 40.7 rebounds, uh, in the win over Charlotte or seven assists in the win over Charlotte. Um, Russell was just, he just caught fire. Cool little duel with him and Kemba. And that was a fun one. A uh, new little feature game to watch tonight. Nits. We got important games for tanking purposes, for standings, for playoff race, all that stuff. So what's your game of the night to watch on Monday? Uh, my game of the night is Pacers Pistons, mainly because the Pacers are right now third seed, which is wildly impressive considering that they haven't had Oladipo for at least a month now. Yeah. Right. And they've just been winning games and they've been winning good games. And I think that they could absolutely hold more of a cushion versus guys like the Celtics and the Sixers. I do think Sixers eventually eclipse them, but the more wins that they have, I think the chances of the Celtics not having home court advantage in the playoffs is becoming mm. more and more realistic. Yeah. And then the Pistons are clinging on to, I think they're seventh. And yeah, I, I think they're going to get the sixth seed. I really do. Yeah. They're they an easy schedule been, coming up. Totally. And they've both been on like a little bit of a win streak. They've won, you know, they've lost some here and there in February, yeah. but they've won a lot of good games. So I think that they can absolutely like make pushes. So I think tomorrow's just going to be interesting to see who wants it more. That's a good call. I'm going to go with the Sixers at the Pelicans. Uh, That's if Anthony Davis doesn't play. If Anthony Davis doesn't play, I think it's going to be a great game. If Anthony Davis does play, then I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, they don't like playing with Anthony Davis anymore. They don't. They're much better. You're taking out like a dude that gives you like 40 and 20. Yes, but he doesn't give you 40 and 21 when he's only playing 20 minutes and two when they don't like playing with him. So I think it's going to be a great game if he doesn't play. If he does play, uh, you know, Jaleel Okafor revenge game at some point. So that could be fun. Uh, Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the ding. Subscribe to the back-to-back podcast feed with new basketball buds on Tuesday. Nerdishy Road on Thursday. Mailbag on Friday. By the way, the mailbag has a new feed. Uh, We will explain why later on. Uh, But you want to subscribe to that mailbag feed because that's where it's going to end up in the future. Go subscribe to the separate Black Opinions Matter Monday feed, which you can find on all podcast platforms subscribe rate review same with this podcast the daily ding also house of strauss pack your knives the whole count the dings network thanks for waking up with us thanks for you know waiting through the the acceptance speeches uh eat your egos take your vitamins brush your teeth go to work enjoy the week and come see us in boston at the middle east march 2nd live show next weekend nitz you got a sign off yeah Vucevic had a really good game that's my sign off and also you're a cop for using my government name ding ding 